praise God. Thank you for ministering. Amen. Amen. Brother Sean, you all right? Surgery, when? Sometime, huh? Okay. Somebody told me it was, you'd already done it. I don't know. We're praying for you. Amen. We're so glad to have Brother and Sister Callaway. Brother Callaway, come. Whatsoever the Holy Ghost has put on your heart to give to us tonight. I, uh, I don't know why I waited eight years to invite him back. It's, uh, I'm embarrassed now that somebody told me this morning, said it's been eight years. And, uh, and he's my friend. <laughs> but I guess I was waiting until he retired. And so he's here tonight to minister. I believe he's going to sing for us. Hope he will. And certainly, he is one of my dear friends. And uh, he was such a help to me when I was in Bible college. He paid me when he didn't pay himself. And uh, I remember when we had the hawk, the air compressor. That meant we had to nail, Brother Bill. We had to nail the shingles by hand. But, uh, and I know why he did it, so he could pay me. Because he had been to Bible college one time himself. But I love Brother Calloway, Sister Debbie, and uh, I'm glad they're in your village tonight. Would you stretch your hands toward him right now and pray for him in the name of the Lord. I pray your touch upon him, Lord, your anointing in their ministry, Lord. Praise God. For the Lord's in this house. It's an awesome presence, amen, here in the middle of in the middle of the country, all of a sudden you come upon this very beautiful uh, structure, but it's not just structure. God is in the house. Isn't that an awesome feeling? Amen. To feel the power of the Lord here. Amen. It's great to be here with Brother and Sister Bushnell, and uh, good to have my wife traveling with me, and uh, she's my help meet, and uh, we, uh, I love the work of the Lord, and I love the will of God. How about you? In Jesus' name. You may be seated for a moment, and uh, I'm going to ask my wife to come to the keyboard or whatever it is. And my wife has had a horrible headache today, and I've been praying for her that God would heal it. Is it getting better? Huh? Hallelujah. And... Uh, my wife is a very gifted lady. While we were pastoring in East Texas, she wrote 18 songs. And uh, I don't know whether she would feel liberty to do it, but I'd like for her to sing uh, one that she wrote, I Will Not Be Defeated. And, uh, but I, while she's getting prepared and all that stuff, it's... Uh, it was always an honor to work with Brother Bush. Now, we had a lot of fun, and uh, did we, we tried to make fun out of sweating. <laughs> and it's good to see Brother Smith here and his wife, Brother Smith. I was pastoring in Longview. He and another young man came and framed an education building in, in one day. And Brother Smith was pouring out white sweat out of his long sleeve shirt. It just poured out like water. I've never forgot that day. It was an amazing day. Brother Smith and um, another man came, and then his son, and then I think I was a helper. I don't know what kind of a helper I was. And uh, when, they, when I took that church in 75, they said, can you build this building? I said, sure. I had never done it before. <laughs> Hallelujah. But thank God for friends like that. We got it done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? Oh, no, she's not there. She's close. But uh, I want to say this in a serious point, if I can, before I get going. Someone was telling me that not too long ago, they didn't really like this uh, certain preacher. Uh, they thought he talked and preached too fast and all of that stuff, and I've heard that man pray, and uh, 
I've heard that man pray, and when he prays, the Bible talks about pulling strongholds down. And what I said, I wrote a note at the house beside the bed. This is what I wrote down. I'm not going to talk about anybody that prays for me, especially a man of God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We need, we need better communication between here and heaven, don't we? Hallelujah. Amen. And I heard last week that that woman went up to the altar and was asking God for the Holy Ghost. Maybe she got over the fact that she didn't like him. <laughs> we need to get over it. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Can you sing that song, I Will Not Be Defeated, sister? Huh? She's my friend. She's my friend. God bless her. Hallelujah. tell you how this song came to me. My husband and I had been probably in one of the darkest trials we'd ever been through in our ministry. And he was uh, working, Brother Bushnell, on a house painting. And I was up on a ladder. It was probably about 103 degrees. I was very hot, and the enemy made sure I was very frustrated. And my husband is such a kind man. He detected how I was feeling. He said, babe, come on down. I want you to go to McCoy's and pick up this list of supplies for me. And when I got in the truck that day, I just began to cry out to God. I said, Lord, I just simply feel like I'm at the end of a rope. And while I was riding along, the words to this song came to me. And I pulled over and wrote them down. That may not mean a lot to you, but it has led me through a lot of places in my life.
Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Do you like old stuff? Well, I woke up this morning feeling fine. I woke up with heaven on my mind. I woke up with joy in my soul. Cause I knew my Lord had control. And I knew I was walking in the light. Cause I'd been home. My knees in the night And I'd prayed till the Lord gave a sign And now I'm feeling mighty fine If you know it Well, I'm feeling mighty fine I've got heaven on my mind Oh, don't you know I want to go where the milk and honey flow. Well, there's a light that always shines all down inside this heart of mine. Well, I've got heaven on my mind. And now I'm feeling mighty fine. I've been walking with Jesus all the time We're walking and talking as we climb We're traveling a road to the sky Oh, where I know I live when I die Well, he's been telling me all about that land and he tells me that everything is grand And he says that a home will be mine And now I'm feeling mighty fine Oh, well, I'm feeling mighty fine Well, I've got heaven on my mind Oh, don't you know I want to go home oh, where the milk and honey flow Well, there's a light that always shines Oh, down inside this heart of mine Well, I've got heaven on my mind And now I'm feeling mighty fine. Hallelujah. Do you love him? Do you love the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I was looking for another amen song. Hallelujah. But I'm, I don't think I can find it. Isn't that good or bad? Huh? Well, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for a good PA system. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's an honor, amen, to be here tonight. And uh, we want the Lord to have his way. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you will, turn with me in the book of St. John, chapter 9. St. John, chapter 9. Brother Bushnell said, do you want to have some scriptures you want the lady to put up on the wall? And I told him, I said, I'm not that educated yet. Hallelujah. It's a great, this is such an amazing church. It's good to have a great pastor and his wife. Amen. Amen. In the book of St. John chapter 9, uh, you know what's amazing? I can see pretty good up here. Some churches I can't see too good in. I have to use these Walmart cheaters. Anybody ever use a Walmart cheater? Hallelujah. It, it's humbling. When you, I'm 73. I just asked Brother Smith. I said, how old are you? He said, 74. I said, well, I'm 73. We're doing pretty good, aren't we? 
Glad to be on this side. Amen. Able to walk in, walk out, drive in, drive up, all that stuff. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody older than us here? Huh? Anybody older than us? Wave your hand. Praise God. We've got some. Hallelujah. Thank God. Praise God. We've got some soldiers. Soldiers of the cross here. Hallelujah. Amen. St. John chapter 9, verse 25. He answered and said, Whether I be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. This one thing I know. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord here. Do you? Amen. Let's pray. Holy Lord, we're honored to have you as a God, as a king, as a provider, as a keeper. Amen. Somebody that walks with us, that walks, that's the foundation underneath us. You're our all in all. You're the great I am, the truth, the life, the way. There's no one like you. There's no one beside you. We honor you, Lord. Everybody said in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Amen. Someone say hallelujah. Real, hallelujah. real strong. Amen. These guys are watching what I'm doing. Y'all take care of what I'm doing up here, all right? That's the deal. God's honor, right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, when you have somebody, I don't usually preach with anybody behind me, so if I act nervous, I might start getting nervous here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I like that. A few years ago, my wife and I took a church in East Texas, and uh, there was uh, two or three people that were keeping a lot of stuff going on, gossip and stuff. And uh, I, was, I was disturbed by it. Have you ever been disturbed by any, anything? And uh, I was disturbed by it. And I was walking across the parking lot, and the Lord stopped me and spoke to me. The Lord said, they are on the phone. And then he said, but I am on the throne. No matter what since then, no matter what since then, I have never felt worried or afraid. If you will let God talk to you, he'll remove everything else or he will suppress it or he will set it aside. But if he stops and tells you, don't worry about what they say on the phone because I am on the throne. Hallelujah. My wife and I were traveling back and forth before we sold our home and we were staying in the evangelistic quarters one Sunday afternoon, I was sitting there. Now, this is the sad part. I was sitting there at our table in the evangelistic quarters, and I was reading a little magazine called The Peddler. It's like a green sheet or a deal where you can buy junk or whatever. Thrift, yeah, thrift nickel. She was on the bed doing something holy. She was reading the Bible. <laughs> but while we were in that room, A presence of God walked in that room and just brushed up against me. And then it came by and brushed up against my wife. 
And I said, Deb, God just walked in this room. And she said, I felt it. I've never shaken hands with a president of the United States. I don't think, and I know I've never shaken hands with a movie star. I'm not even sure there's a mayor of our little town that lives behind our church. But we're talking about a little town. But I've never shaken hands with a big rich mayor or I've got some friends that are millionaires. But I'll tell you what, I will not trade. I will not trade that brush from God. Would you say that with me? I will not trade that brush from God for anything else. Hallelujah. The Bible said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you have him? Do you have him? One writer said, I know in whom I have believed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was, in 1973, I was driving out of town to go hold a revival. And I don't know whether I told this here eight years ago, but I had bought a used car and had a carbon monoxide leak, and I didn't know it. And my son that was two years old was in the front seat. He wasn't two years old. He was only eight or ten, eight or ten months old. My daughter was in the back seat. And carbon monoxide got in the car, my son passed out. We couldn't get life out of him. He turned colors. Then my daughter passed out. We couldn't get life out of her. And we were in trouble. I pulled over on the side of the road. I stopped and I said, God, I don't know what's going on, but I need somebody to pray. And I stopped at a hospital. There was no doctor there. I loaded on back up. I went back around to Dallas on 635, pulled into a hospital, and it took them 45 minutes to wake up my son. He was, but while I was sitting on the side of the road, I stopped and I said, God, I need somebody to pray. I had a headache so horrible, I couldn't hardly stand it. I couldn't think straight. But I said, I need somebody to pray. When we all finally got home, got back, left the hospital, went back home, and we found out the newest person in our church that had just received the Holy Ghost was washing dishes. And the Holy Ghost spoke to her and said, your pastor and family is in trouble and they need help. And she laid that dish rag down, turned the water off, and began to seek God. And that was at the very same time that I asked God for help. Hallelujah. Some are on the phone, but he is on the throne. And when he said that I will never leave you nor forsake you, what's, it, what's the phrase? You can take it to the bank. Hallelujah. When he said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. He, would you say it? He is on the throne. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you know him? There are people, there are people that talk about God all the time, but they don't know him. They don't have a relationship. It's amazing. My wife and I, we drive down the road and we will, we will begin to say the same thing at the same time. Not because we saw a cow in the pasture. Not because we saw a skyscraper in the city. It's, but it's like sometimes there's a synchronization of being in tune. And I thank the Lord that, amen, my wife is a helpmeet. But I want to tell you, there's somebody that created this world that they're trying to eliminate, that they're not going to be able to do that. Hallelujah. Amen. He speaks, and the sound of his voice is so sweet that the birds hush their singing. And the melody, amen, is so sweet to me. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Quoting a song there, praise God. The man that was born blind, amen, they said, well, you know, how did you get this miracle? How did this happen? You you know, you're, you're just a sinner, whatever. He said, amen, whether I'm a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. In 1980, I uh, was uh, voted in to pastor a church in uh, Minnesota, and I enjoyed being up there. And uh, I was traveling on the road between Houston and Minnesota, 1,200 miles And I was driving down the road, and the Lord gave me a message. And the name of the message was, Giving God Your Will. And I thought, you know, that will preach. That will preach. That will be good for them. That will preach. That will be good for them. And so I preached that morning, that Sunday morning, and Enjoyed the service, and that afternoon I was seeking the Lord, and uh, I said, God, I, I need a message for tonight, you know, tonight. And he said, I've already given you one. And I thought, well, what is it? <laughs> and he said, give me your will. I thought, oh. Well, dear Lord, God, don't you realize I'm driving 1,200 miles one way? <laughs> sometimes I flew up there. Sometimes I drove. And it's like, son, I know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> Anybody understand that about the Lord? And so I had my house up for sale. My sister had her house up for sale. My house was bigger. My house was better. I had ash paneling in my house. She had mahogany paneling. I hope you don't have mahogany paneling in your house. But ash paneling is more expensive than mahogany paneling. Anybody know that? I had a bigger den. I had two full baths. I had, uh, I lived in, it was, it was just better. Her house had been shown 15 times. Mine hadn't been shown at all. I was questioning God. Here I am trying to do the will of God 1,200 miles away. I'm humble, God, you know. And I was preaching that night, and I was having a good time preaching. And all of a sudden, the Spirit spoke to me and said, I just sold your house. I was preaching right in the middle of a sermon. God interrupted me. I said, 
And I just spoke it. I said, God just owned my house. When I got in the car, I called home. I had a woman taking care of my kids, driving in my truck or whatever. She said, your house sold. This one thing I know. Hallelujah. There's a song that we sing. I know the Lord will make a way for me. If I should live a holy life, shun the wrong and do the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. What do you know? There's, I don't know how many, we live here, I mean, I, we're, here we are in this beautiful country setting. I wonder how many people in here have, that have got a green thumb that can make anything grow. Anybody? Is your husbands, wives, huh? Anybody? Come on, tell me. You got some green thumbs? Raise your hands, huh? Who is it that's got the, Right there, huh? Is, do you know anybody that, that, that doesn't have a green thumb that can't make anything grow? I've known people that they could just they could just stick a stub of nothing in a pot of dirt and in just a few weeks that thing's blossoming out of that. It's like they had a touch. They had a touch, they had a feeling. They would just stick it in and it would make it grow. God knows how to do that. And it's not only God that knows how to do it. God has put that in his church. I'm going to say it again. God has put that in his church. Do you believe it? Can we say it again? God has put that in his church. God doesn't, God doesn't want you to smother the gifts that he has given you. And we'll say, I'm going to say that again. God doesn't want you to smother the gifts that he has given you. I want to apologize. And this is an humbling statement. Many years ago, I was very gifted in praying people through to the Holy Ghost. But I've been, I've been at churches when pastors thought that I was trying to take over and they would try to tell me to back up and not be so aggressive at what I was doing. Anybody understand that? Brother Smith, do you understand that? And so what I would do, I would stand back and I would leave things alone. I'm going to tell you what we need to do. The Bible said to covet the best gift. I don't know how my wife does it. If you were at our house and look at the refrigerator and in the pantry, there's very little there. But she can go in that kitchen and it won't be but about 15 or 20, 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes She's got a nice spread ready to eat, and it's two or three vegetables and a meat or two. She just, know, she just happens to know what's in her kitchen and what's in her freezer. We have a preacher friend. His, he passed away, but his wife is a great friend of ours, brother and sister Cannon. I don't know whether you know him or not, but if you went to her house and her refrigerator, her refrigerator is cram-packed full of stuff. From top to bottom, freezer full, cabinets full, everything's full. And she came to our house and she opened up the refrigerator. She said, have y'all been traveling? <laughs> but if Sister Cannon would just step aside, give my wife about 20 minutes, she knows how to go in that kitchen, pull this out, this out, this, turn the stove on, you know, maybe wash her hands four, five, or ten times, you know. But in about 20 minutes, I'm ready to sit down and have me a nice meal. 
And sometimes you might think, you might think that you're in the position as the blind man. Somebody might accuse you of being a sinner or whatever. But here's what the blind man say. You might call me whatever you want to call me. But this one thing I know, I was blind, had never seen before, but now I see. The God that told me that they're on the phone, but I'm on the throne, that same God is alive and well and ready to move. Can you say hallelujah? Praise God. In El Campo, and while I was in Bible school in the 60s, I didn't know I was that old, <laughs> but there was an old man by the name of Bus Graham that his wife was a Pentecostal holy roller. And for 26 years, she drove his truck to town across rough roads and went to that Holy Roller church. And he told her, he, he cursed her and said, Honey, you're wasting my gas and tearing up my truck going to that Holy Roller church. But he got in a bind, picked up in Basima, and wasn't doing too well at all. And walked in one Sunday morning after I became pastor, and he called me preacher boy. Isn't that a nice thing to be called boy? <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind it today. He said, preacher boy, and he could barely breathe. He said, you're going to have to pray for me. I said, all right, Pop. And I'd heard this story about him cursing his wife and, you know, fussing about her, wasting his gas and tearing up his truck. I'd heard all that stuff. But I said, Pop, I said, just wait a little while. And I said, when I feel it after a while, I'll pray for you. Well, I taught the lesson. And when I got through with the lesson, I said, Pop, I feel it. I said, come to the front. Okay. This is a man that had been against the preacher, been against the church, against his wife, against God. And here all of a sudden, amen, God wanted me to do something. And I'd heard all the negative, all the baggage. I tell you what. Again, he is on the throne. So as I began to pray for Pop, all of a sudden, he fell over on me talking in tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This one thing I know. Praise God. A few months ago, uh, maybe six months ago, I was in a pickle. I don't, is there anybody here ever gets in a pickle? Between paydays or between draws or financial blessings or what? Anybody ever do that? Did anybody ever happen, huh? So I was in a pickle. I was needing a little something done, need a little help. And uh, so it was a Sunday morning, and I thought, you know, I might be crazy, but I'm going to brag on God today. And I begin to brag on God, and I begin to talk about how God did this, and God did this, and God did this. And the devil said, you're stupid, you know. Went home that night, slept, woke up the next morning. An adjuster came by. Climbed upon my roof, said, you know, you need a new roof. And he bought my roof. He wrote me a check. Can you roll your R's like that? He wrote me a check. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to brag on God. When I get in another pickle... I want to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to brag on God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible said, cast not away thy confidence. You say, well, it, it, Paul said it, but I don't know whether I can say it. I want to tell you, 
I believe there's enough Holy Ghost in this room. There's enough miracles that have happened in this room. I believe that all of us that are in here at one time or another could stand up flat-footed, amen, and say, I know in whom I have believed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know of a surety. Amen. In the book of Acts, praise God. Anybody love the Lord? Hallelujah. In the book of Acts, chapter 12, verse 11, put on these Walmart specs. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Verse 7, Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself. I believe God would like to tell us to gird ourselves. How do you gird yourself? The Bible said, Bible said, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I don't know how it is in Louisiana. Did I say that word right? Some people say Louisiana. <laughs> I got a preacher friend of mine that pastors in uh, Henderson, Texas, but he's from Mississippi. And when he's talking fast, he'll say, Mississippi, you know, Mississippi. <laughs> but the Lord, the Lord knows who you are and where you are. I love that testimony about that angel a while ago about stopping to fix the deal. My wife and I had that happen. We, had a, we were pulling a trailer to Houston and pulled over the side of the road, had a flat on that trailer. The tires were about 12 years old, about time for one to blow. And all of a sudden, we didn't flag traffic down or nothing else. All of a sudden, the guy pulled over. Amen. I guess he felt sorry for me. He saw my gray hair. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he pulled over, pulled the jack out, jacked the thing up, changed the tire. Amen. Got in his car and took off. Amen. We've all, we've wondered about that many times. Many times. Many times. Hallelujah. Simon Peter, amen. When it said, gird yourself. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to live. I don't want to live in the negative world. I don't want to live in the negative world. I, want, I don't want to wake up every morning finding something wrong with the day. Hallelujah. I want to live like I know him. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? I want to say this according to some people. Simon Peter would have never preached on the day of Pentecost because of what he did 50 days before. They'd say, well, now you've got to sit down for three years or you've got, you got to go before the council and answer all these questions and all that stuff. You know what was amazing about the deal? The Lord, the Lord looked at him and said, Satan desired to sift you as wheat. But here's what's amazing. The Lord said, but I have prayed for you. Is there anybody in the house that feels like you have a God that works for you? Oh, I feel the Lord on that one. I feel the Lord on that one. Hallelujah. 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 Did you know that he'll go before you and he'll come behind you? Amen. There's a, there's a deal on the back of a lot of cars that said no fear. I want to tell you. I want to tell you. There's some fear in this old boy. I want to tell you where it is.
Amen. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And because of the fear, if I had the right respect of fear for God, he'll put angels. Amen. The angels, amen, will encamp around about them that fear him. Hallelujah. I'm confident, I'm confident that he, hallelujah, has been my helper. He's been my provider, amen. He's been my hope. He's been my strength. Hallelujah. He's been my foundation. Amen. He's been my healer. Hallelujah. Amen. He keeps coming around. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. This one thing I know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I was pastoring uh, in Minnesota. If I'd have stayed in one place, Brother Bush, done like you, I'd have had a bigger church. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. If I could stop. Amen. We were driving down the road. I'm going to tell you about Minnesota, man, but we were driving down the road. And I told Brother Bishnell what's going to happen. I said, when you get out of Bible school, you're going to become Brother Creel's assistant. And then I named two more things, and I don't remember which second in place, second place, third place. And I, I believe I said, and your wife's going to get pregnant, and you're going to pastor your home church. And you said, you are a false prophet. But it happened, didn't it? But I'm not a son of a prophet or a prophet, but I know the Lord. There's a song that said, y'all remember, I'm going to tell you something about Minnesota in a minute, but I'm going to blame it on the 73-year-old gray hair, Brother Smith. There's a song that says, if you know the Lord, you need nobody else. Isn't that right? We were, I had a Spanish man in my church in Minnesota that was 80 years old. He, was, he understood 50% English and he, was, he spoke bilingual, mostly, I mean, mostly Spanish. When he would testify, the anointing of the Lord would be on him. He would testify in Spanish, but you could feel the power of God. Two of his sons were in our church and a, a daughter or so, and we were given a birthday party for him when he turned 80. And he had a son that had a bad reputation. His son was mean. This one son was very mean. He would bring women home and kiss and hug on them in front of his wife. He was mean. All the women said, <laughs> he was mean. And think about what his name was. His name was Job. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't like the guy in the Bible. But he was mean. And we were given this birthday party and he come walking in, black hat, black shirt, black slacks. People from Minnesota, Minneapolis would come down and hire him to take people out, whoop them up, kill them, do whatever. He had plastic guts where he'd been stabbed, and he was a mean fella. And all of a sudden, when he come walking in the building, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, he is coming in. I said, Huh? Have you ever said, huh, to God? And the Lord said, he is coming in. I thought, really? In about six months, his wife left him. She got fed up, came to Texas. And he had gone to Texas to try to get her to bring her back, and she wouldn't come back at that time. His son was with him, and he fell asleep at the wheel of his car and was headed for a concrete embankment. And something in the car <laughs> screamed out his name, Chew, wake up. And he woke up and sobered up 
and drove straight to my house and said, Brother Calloway, I need to pray. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Is there somebody you're praying for? You think they're too far gone? Would you go listen again to the wind of God? Hallelujah. I was the priest. I was the pastor of the church. I'm supposed to know, amen, what's on the next move. Amen. I was good enough to hear the voice that he's coming in, but I was not good enough to believe. God went past my unbelief and performed the will of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Would you let God do that? The blind man said, this one thing I know, you can call me what you want to. I couldn't see, but now I see. I was blind, but now I see. What do you know? Hallelujah. Would you say it? I know the Lord will make a way. Hallelujah. Amen. Can the singers come? Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's come to the front. Praise God. I know the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know the Lord. I know in whom I have believed. Hallelujah. I know in whom I have believed and am fully persuaded. Amen. Amen. The writer said he'd been not height, nor depth, nor principality, nor death, nor trouble, nor anything else shall separate me from the love of Christ. What do you know? I know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. 